Welcome to the Metropolitan UMC Podcast. We're located at 3385 Metropolitan Church Road in Indian Head, Maryland, and under the leadership of Reverend Daryl K. Mason Sr. And now today's podcast. For all of our needs. For the word of God says that he shall supply our needs according to his riches. In glory. Amen. Amen. So just to recap our scripture, I want to pull out a couple of verses that we will focus on today. Verse two says, this is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commandments. Verse one, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And listen to this. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. And just for a moment, I want to come from the subject of a package deal. A package deal. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we love you today. Lord, we, we bless you and we thank you and And even as our seasons change, Lord, you still stay the same. Lord, even as the weather gets colder, Lord, you still warm warm us with your finger of love that wakes us up each morning. And right now, Father, we pray that we would hear your word. Father, I pray that you would speak to me and speak through me and that we all would be not only hearers of your word, but doers of your word. Bless all that has gone on today. And Lord, we give everything back to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I used to always love the, the anniversaries with my mom and my dad in my house, and my dad would bring her different gifts. And on Valentine's Day, he would inevitably, inevitably bring the big old box of Whitman's candy. <laughs> oh, they're good, right? But, but there's a problem. There's a problem there. As you start to go through tasting some of them things, oh, this one's good. Oh, I like this one. And you pick up the next piece of candy with the same expectation that it's going to be good. Oh, Lord, what did they put in this one? This is nasty. But the challenge with that is you purchase the whole box. It's a package deal. You've got to take everything that comes with it. That's why I didn't get first aid in, okay? I got some flowers, <laughs> candy, some flowers. She has specific candy. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm off. When I, was, when I was growing up, there was a, um, a, a boy that rode with us on the bus, and he just, he just smelled bad. And it was a real sad situation. His parents were, were poor. Um, I think the water was cut off or whatever. He respectable young man, but he just always smelled bad, and the kids made fun of him on the bus all the time. I don't want to sit beside him. Clinton, you know how kids are. Clinton stinks. I don't want to sit beside. And they just made fun of him. Clinton grew up with the high school and led the southeastern district as the rushing championship, and went on to play professional ball. Ladies, how about that? You think he stinks now? (laughs) But in order to love Clinton, 
You have to love him while he is stinking. Up until the point where he got the million dollar contract. It's a package deal. You go to buy cars and you're trying to find the right car that works. And the thing that comes up with package, do you see there's three things we have to look at? There's the price that you're willing to pay. But that doesn't always match the cost that you will actually have to give up. But then when you do get the car, when it comes time to trade it in, you find out the actual value that the car has. So our scripture is pointing out that we often don't understand what comes with our package deals in this Christian walk. Sometimes we feel like that we get cheated. Sometimes we feel like we pay more. Oh, Lord, I don't know why I have to go through these heartaches. Why I have to go through all these suffering and pain while I'm here on earth? Is it really worth it? Oh, I'm probably going to live a long time. Heaven is a long way off, Lord. Why do I have to go through all of this pain? Lord, the cost is too much. Well, this was the situation with the early church in our scripture today. You see, these were generations that were three generations after Jesus. So we had young people that were coming up in the church, but great-grandmommy actually saw Jesus on the cross. You see, they, 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 you know, it's like, you know, we have newer generations and those of us that have benefited from the civil rights movement don't really understand what it meant to stand out there and, and hear Dr. King give the I dream, I have a dream speech. We really don't understand that. But as these new generations were coming up in the church, they were questioning, Lord, is it really worth the cost? I didn't see you down the cross. Lord, I, I really don't understand. But in the book of 1 John, it lets them know that there's some things that you're going to have to pay. It questions whether you're really ready to pay the price. Are you really ready to pay the, the cost? And then, too, they got lazy. Jesus said that when he died on the cross that he was going to return soon. And they were expecting next week. <laughs> Grandmama saw him on the cross. Oh, Lord, if you're coming back soon, you need to hurry up and come. I'm under persecution. There are things that are going on. But today, as we live our Christian life, we must remember and realize that believing in Jesus is the key to our faith. We can't walk our walk just trying to wait for God to come back, wait for Jesus to come back, but for, because he's called us to do our work now. It's all in this package deal that God has put together for us. We have to accomplish this by, first of all, keeping God's commandments, staying in his word, and if we're going to keep his commandments, we also have to love his children. That's your neighbor. That's that person that you may not like, that person that you may have a disagreement with, the person that has gotten on your last nerves. God says that you have to love that person too. 
So have we conveniently written Jesus out of our lives? In other words, when we want to go give that sister a piece of my mind, do you set Jesus off to the side and leave him there until you said everything that you've gotten to do? Or do you walk over with Jesus and say, look, sister, I know that we were in a disagreement, but I've got Jesus with me. And let's sit down and talk about this thing. Let's go have some coffee. Let's not be fussing over this. I can't even remember what we were fussing about last week anyway. It was nothing, nothing important. But God tells us. We have to love his children. We've got to love his children. That's more than just loving Jesus. We've got to love his children. Three things I want to share with you. First, we should consider our price. We should consider what we paid. Two, we should understand our cost. And third, that we should know that if we have Jesus, that we can overcome anything. First slide, please. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. Getting saved made us to be like a child for Christ. We have an infant understanding. The word of God tells us that we look through a, 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 dark, a, a dark glass and we don't understand what's going on. We have a child's understanding of what God has given us. God has called us to be a royal priesthood and a peculiar people. And to be a holy peculiar person means that you have to set yourself aside. God has set us aside for good works. We became saved and God took us just the way we were. God took us with our mess. God took us with our brokenness. And then we want to brag about what we have given God. Sometimes we treat God like he should be privileged that we paid the price that we paid. God should be privileged that we come to Bible study on a regular basis. God should be privileged just to see us here at church. But the word of God tells us that our righteousness is like filthy rags. And there's nothing that we can do to earn our salvation. Just like the person that tries to haggle with the car dealer trying to get the price as low as possible. Sometimes we do that with God. Oh, Lord, I just want to do justice. Can, we, can you send the contract back to the sales manager? Can we get a better interest rate on this Christian deal? Father, I'm going to do as little as I want to do. And we do all that, and we still expect God to bless us abundantly. Insufficient work, expecting Abundant blessings. Little Antoine loved to draw pictures for his mama. Yeah, put the slide back up. That's the, I want y'all to see the picture of little Antoine drew. He loved to draw pictures for his mother. And he would bring a picture to mama. Antoine, I love that. Oh, that picture's so nice. Okay, mommy. he run back. Next week, draw mommy another picture. Here comes Antoine again. Mommy, do you like this picture? Baby, I love that picture. See, this is how it is with God. We give God 
our praise. Oh, God loves our praise. Oh, when we're here giving God the praise, God loves the, when we give him praise, when we're obedient. But then Antoine's mama said, well, did you clean your room like I asked you to? <laughs> Mommy, let me go get you another picture. Hold on. <laughs> we only want to pay what we want to pay. We want to keep giving God pictures. And I know I've been running around this church talking about some praising God. That's, and that's good. We need to do that. But the word that God says, we have to obey his commandments as well. It doesn't just stop with a fervent praise. God tells us in his word that we can draw him pictures, we can paint him colors, and we can look good, and we can go and feed the world. But if we're not obeying his commandments, we truly don't understand the cost that he requires us to give. So as we realize our price, let's talk about the cost that we must pay. We've got to obey God's commandments. Verse 2, this is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commandments. In fact, this is love for God. Let me say that again. This is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God, praise and worship, singing, and carrying out his commandments. In fact, this, carrying out his commandments, is love for God to keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. Jesus says in John 14, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Keeping God's word is your only proof to show that you're willing to pay the true cost. God tells us to obey his word. We can't live unless we obey God's word. We can't live if we don't get into God's word and understand. I talked a couple weeks about uh, having a relationship with God. You can't have a relationship with God if you don't spend time with him. Not only in worship, but in his word. In his word, in his word, understanding what he says. Fellas, y'all know when, we, when we're dealing with our significant others, don't speak for me, Reverend. <laughs> there's, some, there's sometimes a challenge with communicating. Yeah, I hear, I, I hear the groan, I hear the groaning, amen. There, there, there's a challenge because of, how, because of how we are built as men. We don't, we're not verbal. We're just, it's just hard. This, I have, I have a problem. I'm riding down the road for a day. Put that phone out. For a Put that phone out. Talk to me. Oh. But, that, but, but it happens. I'm, I'm trying. I'm just trying to make a. Here's the point. When we get in our everyday lives of working, of taking care of the kids, of going to church. Yes, I said it. Of going to Bible study. We forget that we have to take the time to sit down and talk with God. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him about your troubles. For he will hear your faintest cry. And what he'll do, he will answer by and by. Just take the time to sit down and talk with Jesus to know who he is. There's that communication that has to be there. That cause. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, you know that I love you. 
when Jesus was talking to Peter, Jesus said to Peter, do you love me? Peter said, Lord, I love you. Jesus asked again, Peter, do you love me? Peter got a little attitude, Lord, Lord, you know, I, you know I love you. Jesus asked one more time, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Are you loving your neighbors? Are you loving those that despitefully use you? Are you loving those that have talked bad about you? If you're going to love God, you've got to love his children. All right, now single parents and single, single mothers in here, or whether you're a single mother or not, here's the thing. Mama, you're not going to love anybody that doesn't love your babies. Amen, amen. amen ladies. Amen. 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 If 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 you ever find yourself in a situation, you might, I don't know who's in this situation. I'm just I'm gonna talk about I'm talking about somebody at some some Baptist church over here. Susie is a single mother and she has begun dating. And she's got three kids, Ray Ray, Jacqueline, and Benton. Okay. And as she begins to date, she meets a man, and on the first now he don't know that she has kids. On the first, he's, first thing he says, oh, I don't know if I can be dealing with no kids. How much longer do you think that dating is going to go? God says, if you don't want to deal with his people, if you don't want to deal with his children, if you don't want to deal with that person that's talking about you, God says, oh, I can't have nothing to do with that. How do you think you can love God and not love his children? How do you think you can love God and be mad at somebody about something that's crazy, not speak to them when you walk in the church, walk by them and pretend like they're not there and treat them mean and talk behind their back and talk about some you a Christian? You cannot love God and hate his children. You better leave little Rock Queen alone. Y'all know the wrath of a mother. You know the wrath of a God. And, and another thing, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, Scripture tells us that sometimes we block our prayers. I, this isn't written down. I'm, I'm just, I'm just the Holy Spirit to speak. There's something I don't know. There, there's somebody in here that's praying for something. And God has not answered, but your prayers are being blocked because of your attitude and because of your actions. That's the word. That's what the word says. God, why won't you answer my prayers? Phones ringing, phones ringing. Oh, no, I didn't answer that. No, no, I'm mad at you. Lord, Lord, why won't you answer my prayers? How about you pick up the phone and deal with that situation that is causing you to be out of fellowship with the Lord? Love God's children and keep his commands. My dad used to try to teach me what he taught me, taught me how to work on cars. And in order to do certain things in the car, there was... Y'all remember the old children's manuals, fellas, ladies, too? They had this car manual that you had to follow to fix the car. And so my father would show me how to do certain things on the car. But one day he sent me out on my own. 
to work on the car. It was something simple. He said, now, son, I need you to follow every step that's in the manual. I had seen him do it a few times. I got it. So the children's manual was sitting there in the garage. So I walk over and I start working. I was trying to change some brakes. And I get, uh, I got the tire off. I was doing good. I got the tire off. And then I got to the caliper and I went and I couldn't find the, the right thing to get the caliper off. I, I, I couldn't figure out what was going on. And so I, sat, I was too embarrassed to call my daddy. He was inside watching TV. He's probably like, I'm going to wait for him to call me. He's going to call me in a minute. He's going to call me in a minute. He's going to call me in a minute. And I'm out there. And finally, I was just sitting down there just frustrated. So finally, he came out. What's going on, son? How's your brake job going? Daddy, I'm so frustrated. I, I, I got all the way to the, uh, the th- I can't get up. I'm so, uh. He said, well, did you follow the manual I gave you? <laughs> no, Daddy, I saw you do it. I figured I could do it. Son, your first lesson is if, it, if you're going to know my ways, if you're going to be like me, if you're going to follow me, you have to read my manual. You have to read the manual that I've given you. And he showed me inside that there was a, there was a special tool that I had called a torch wrench. In order to get the caliper off, you've got to have the torch wrench. In order to follow God, you have to call on him and follow him, and he will give you a special tool called the Holy Spirit that will help you work through any type of situation. He will help you get that brake caliper off. And he said, son, you didn't have to sit there all the time. All you had to do was call my name. And when you find yourself in those situations where you you can't get through, all you have to do is call on the name of the Lord. My daddy was just inside the house watching TV, but I was too ashamed. I was too ashamed and too embarrassed. Don't be so ashamed and embarrassed. Even if you have gone away from the word of God, call on Jesus and he will answer your prayer. Even if you haven't followed the word, he'll take you back to God's word. If you've gone away from the manual, you can still call on his name. And so as we understand what our price is and we understand what our cost is, when we have the value of Jesus, we can overcome anything. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Christ is our value. Christ is all that we have. And if we have faith, we know that in Jesus, we will never fail through him. If we have faith, we know that Jesus cared enough to take on the sins of the world. And as we proclaim our faith in Christ, we get stronger in our walk. As we begin to have more faith, we start to realize that whatever the enemy throws at us, we can overcome it. Through the death of Jesus Christ, we have everlasting life. Christ is our value. Christ is our value. And at the end of time, when we stand before God and we want to lay out our value before God. 
We won't need to lay out our lives, but we would need to lay out all that we've done in Jesus' name. As that is God, that is what God will see. God will see all that we've done for Jesus. Somebody asked the question. Jesus, in the midst of how people are sinning, in the midst of all that people are doing, in the midst of all the crazy things that are happening in our government, in the midst of all the things that are happening in the, in the world with people killing and, and dying and, and all sorts of dishonesty and things that are going on. Jesus, why did you come to die? Jesus, why did you come to die that there are people out there that refuse to lift their hands and praise your name? Jesus, why did you come to die? Jesus says, it was a package deal. Jesus says, I died for everyone. Everyone, regardless of what they've done. Regardless of where you've been. Regardless of where you think you are, Jesus died for the whole world. It was a package deal. It was a package deal. And he calls us to show the same sacrifice. When you show love towards others, love the whole person. No, you don't have to put up with any foolishness. Throw the foolishness away and love the whole person. For Jesus came and he died and he came down through 40 and two generations and he was born in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. But then he grew up and he walked on this earth as a young man. And then he went to the wedding feast and turned water to wine. And then he gave sight to the blind. But then they hung him on the cross between two thieves. And then he died. And they placed him in a borrowed tomb. But then on the third day, he rose with all power in his hands. You can have that power today. You can have that power today. But the story doesn't end there because it says that he came and he walked on this earth 40 days. We like to stop the story at the cross. That gives us our salvation. But here's the thing. Then he ascended to heaven. And I told you this a couple Sundays ago. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father right now, pleading to God daily and interceding on our behalf. Our price is nothing. Our cost is everything. But to have the value of Jesus in your life is what you need to overcome the world. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church and ministries, please visit our website at www.metroumcindianhead.com. Until next time, peace and blessings.